Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a special edition of New York, New York here on Twitter. Spaces, John Zestrensky in a glorious mood because Daddy Soto is coming to town. And hallelujah, thank heavens, the Yankees finally remembered. We got to start acting like the New York freaking Yankees. Coming off the year in which they went 82 and 80, I didn't want to hear about prospects. I didn't want to hear about Michael King. I didn't want to hear about Thorpe or any of these guys. The Yankees needed to go and get themselves a difference maker, a premier bona fide stud. The Yankees go and get themselves, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, arguably the best left-handed hitter in all baseball. A guy that will fit Yankee Stadium like a glove. He's got the swing that's tailor-made for the Bronx. He's got the star power that's tailor-made for the Bronx. And one can only hope that Juan Soto will be the sort of difference maker that changes the feel, the vibe around the New York Yankees. This is a transcendent talent. This is a generational talent. I don't care that he's only got one year left on the deal. The Yankees had to go and do this. They had to go and do this. And you could try and spin this and sell it any which way you want. Cody Bellinger wasn't cutting it. The outfielder from Korea wasn't cutting it. There was not a move the Yankees could make. Even if they got Yamamoto by himself, that was not cutting it. The Yankee lineup has not been where it needs to be. Now, all of a sudden, a team that has Aaron Judge in the prime of his career has. Juan Soto hitting behind him? Are you kidding me? Listen, I give Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner a lot of crap, and rightfully so, because the Yankees haven't won a title in 14 years. The Yankees have made a lot of moves that have been completely unacceptable. 
like bringing on Josh Donaldson for two years at $50 million. After the year they had, they needed to win you back. They needed to win me back, especially after that disaster of a presser we had just a couple of weeks ago. This is how you win a fan base back. You go and act like the New York Yankees. And I know I'm going to hear from some folks saying, oh, it's one year, it's risky. Nonsense. This should be a match made in heaven for Soto, the Yankees, and everybody involved. Now I can't wait to be at the bodega. And I can't wait to see Juan Soto's first game in a New York Yankee uniform. There's more work to do. The Yankees are not a finished product, but this is exactly the sort of move that brings me back, that brings you back, that gets the excitement to where it needs to be going into the 2024 season. You got Juan Daddy Soto. I mean, you're, you're looking at guys around baseball, top five players in the sport. All right, Otani, Judge, Acuna, Betts. Soto's right there. And he's not 31. He's not 32. He's 25! You got Juan Soto at 25 years old. Hats off. I don't want to hear anybody crying about Michael King or Thorpe or any of these guys. You got Daddy Soto coming to the Bronx. Now, I think in order for this to be the evil empire Yankee offseason, Yabamoto would then be the next step. But you're going to have competition, including the other team in town, that's going to spend a fortune, that's going to look, I think, to make their own big splash. But if you're going to ask me, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what was the bigger priority for the Yankees? Yamamoto or Juan Soto? It's not close. This had to be done. This is a move that needed to be made. For the lineup, left-handed power, balance, box office, star power, What's not to like? You guys are fired up. I see that already. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's start it up with, I'm sure, a very spirited and a very pumped Justin in Floral Park. J-Man. Hey, baby. What's going on, man? Justin, I hope this uh, distracts you from your Buffalo Bills in the weekend they have coming up. You got daddy coming to town. Don't worry, brother. Uh, the Bills are going to win out. And the Dolphins are going to only win two games, and we're going to win a division. Well, I hope not. Consider I have a sizable ticket on the Dolphins to win a division. I hope that's not the case. But, Justin, let's get to something that we're actually in unison on, which is Mr. Soto. This is uh, monumental, okay? I agree with you a thousand percent. They had to do this over the Yamamoto. If they get him, that's great. That's icing on the cake. You know, then they're the evil empire. They're back, back, back. But, J.J., they had to do it. You need left-handed bat. Verdugo, okay, he's all right, but this is a this is a no. This is a great move, okay. It's I don't think it's going to be a rental, okay. This kid is twenty five years old. I don't think he wants to be on four teams by the age of twenty six. So I think he's going to stay here, and I think it's going to work out, JJ. I do too. Listen, Justin, this is exactly the sort of bat that's been lacking for the Yankees. And you think about Soto's fit. He's twenty five years old. He's won a World Series. He has the sort of larger-than-life figure that I think is going to shine and thrive playing on the big stage, playing in the big city. And I would assume the Yankees did not trade for Juan Soto just for one year. I, I, I don't expect that to be the case. Now, is it going to cost you upwards of $500 million to go and keep Juan Soto? Yeah, but it's not my money. 
bingo, they will have money coming off the books and they have the ability that if they want to go cheap at catcher, they can do it. If they want to go cheap at second base uh, with Gleyber Torres leaving, let's say next year, and they want to play Peraza, they can do it. Volpe's making no money to your point. So you combine a couple of reasonable contracts in your everyday lineup with the fact that the Yankees print money, they should be able to make this work, period. Well, one last thing. If they don't get Yamamoto, do you think they trade Torres to get a pitcher? I don't. I think it would be more likely you'd see the Yankees, Justin. Good call, good start, my friend. Maybe try to reunite with Jordan Montgomery. They could, in theory, try and trade for a pitcher. I think they'll be inquiring about Montez for whatever the reason. They had him. I think Cashman's super stubborn, and I think he's going to want to have Montez as a part of this thing. I do. That's just maybe the, the sick, stubborn feelings that I get from Cashman, who, by the way, is at least for a night off my shit list. You go and get Juan Soto, listen, I, I tell it like it is. I would down on you. You still piss me off, but you got me Soto. And I think a lot of Yankee fans are going to feel the same way with Cashman, with Hal, on and on we go. But listen, I think after Yamamoto, it's interesting because the Red Sox are in big on Montgomery. Are the Yankees calling for a Corbin Burns type? Maybe. But they just gave up a lot of prospect collateral here to go and get. Mr. Soto, they're going to have to move position players if they're going to go and get a pitcher. So we'll see how that plays out. But, I mean, can you imagine, honestly, crying, oh, Drew, I don't want to give up Thorpe. I don't want to give up King. I mean, come on, it's Juan Soto. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Let's head to our buddy Anthony in Westchester. He joins us. Uh, Anthony, I already look forward to our uh, pregame cigars getting ready for Juan Soto, baby. How you doing? I mean, JJ, talk about the difference a year makes. We go from Arsene Judge to Soto on the exact same date, one year apart. Is it a year apart from Arsene Judge? I mean, it was right around this time with the winter meeting. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Damn, that is crazy. That's crazy. It was today. I mean, listen, Cashman, we give him shit. He hasn't done really anything in 14, 15 years. He did his job here. And personally, I think we fleeced him. You know, King was a nice pitcher. He's 29 years old. He was better out of the bullpen. He had a couple of nice starts. Name me the last prospect that the Yankees developed as a pitcher who really worked out. I'll wait. It's a tough, it's a tough one. The, you know what name is coming to mind, to be honest with you, Anthony? Eric Milton. And even Eric Milton in the Chuck Knobloch trade in the late 1990s did not materialize into being, you know, the next Andy Pettit. All you need to know, and listen, the Yankees have had their pitfalls, and they have made plenty of mistakes, and they have acquired the wrong players. But you think about from 95 on, they could have traded Andy Pettit, they trade Sterling and Hitchcock. And that kind of set off like this chain of, they haven't really given up big prospects that have burned them here. They really haven't. And, and, and that's the thing. Listen, Brito and Vasquez, did they make a couple of nice spot starts for us? Absolutely. Are they going to be world beaters that we're going to be sitting here in five years kicking ourselves saying, I can't believe we traded them for Juan Soto? No. This had to be done. JJ, do you realize we actually have lefty-righty balance in the lineup with left-handed bats that could actually hit the ball? Think about it. Granderson, when we signed him, was never a power hitter, but he came to New York and hit homers. Why? Because he was left-handed and we have a left-handed hitter stadium. This is such a fucking home run that 
It's great. I'm happy about it tonight. But the one thing that pissed me off last offseason, and I think it pissed off a lot of Yankee fans, was Rodon signed. And what was the quote? We're not done yet. Well, guess what? They were done yet. They can't be done. Go get me Yamamoto. Go get me some bullpen help. I'm okay with the positions right now. I was going to say the lineup now, Anthony, I think is set, especially because of the fact that they brought in Verdugo. And now you're going to have to wait and see to see, you know, the idea of Judge playing center field, which he can do, but how his body is going to hold up and whether that's going to be problematic. Maybe you see Grisham play a little bit more because he can go and pick it and he's a tremendous defensive outfielder. They're set as far as their lineup is concerned. You nailed it. It's Yamamoto. It's what the fallback is going to be if you don't get Yamamoto. And it's complimenting the bullpen. And say what you want about Cashman. And I have my issues and I have my problems with him. He has always been great at finding the bullpen arm from Wandy Peralta to Clay Holmes to all these guys over the years. He gets bullpen arms. No, he does. And the only thing I would even consider doing as far as the lineup goes to try to give us a little more of an advantage, and maybe I'm crazy for this, I don't know how much I trust DJ LeMay. He had a rough year. He had two good months. He's got three years left in his deal. It's only $15 million a year. If you attach a prospect or two, can you get something in return as far as a starting pitcher goes, as far as bullpen help goes? And do you take a flyer on a guy like Matt Chapman who had a down year, who's a huge defender? Strikes out way too much, though, Anthony. He strikes out way too much for my liking. That's the only downside. But listen, at the end of the day, this is a good night. Now we have to wait for the weekend. Let Otani figure out where he goes. I still can't believe the Padres made this trade before Otani made a decision. Because if Otani spurs the Blue Jays, I mean... Who knows what the Padres could have got from them, but you know what? Screw Canada. I don't give a fuck. We got him. He's ours. Let's go. Anthony, I love it, bro. I will see you on, uh, what, opening day at the bodega a couple months from now? Can't get here soon enough. That is an interesting point about not letting the market materialize. Maybe he could have gotten a little bit more for Juan Soto. Like, I I look at this package from a Yankee standpoint, I'm not losing any sleep over it. I said a couple of days ago, if this was the package, I'd drive all these guys to San Diego. Get my car, pack it in, away we go, and I'll go play Torrey Pines afterwards. I get it. The Yankees are going to need a bunch of different arms over the course of 162. You can find those guys. You can't find Juan Soto's. Can't find him. Let's head to our buddy, Eric. He joins us. I know he's spirited. What's happening, Eric? How we doing, babe? Oh, man, this is a great night. Uh, I don't like this move. I love this move. This is the trade that we've been waiting for for years now. What have we been complaining about the last couple of years? Not bringing in the stupid star bat, passing on Harper, passing on Machado in favor of prospect hoarding. And they finally made the move and brought in not just generational talent, but also a world champion who's as clutch as they come in the playoffs. And that's something that this, this lineup desperately needs. 1,000%. The Yankees don't have a lot of guys on this team that have won. I mean, you think about it. Anthony Rizzo has won. He won a World Series with the Chicago Cubs. Garrett Cole's not won a World Series. Aaron Judge has not won a World Series. John Carlos Stanton has not won a World Series. Juan Soto, before he could even legally drink a beer, is mashing in the 2019 World Series, dominating Justin Verlander, dominating Garrett Cole, and was one of the main reasons the Washington Nationals Stunned a whole lot of people, didn't lose a road game in that World Series, and took down the Houston Astros. Well, guess what? Juan Soto 
for the Yankees to get to where they want to be, he's probably going to have to play a big role, maybe against the Astros. Maybe it's against Bruce Bochy and the Texas Rangers. Maybe it's against Baltimore. But this is a guy who's been there, done that on the biggest stage. And you got to love that, despite his age. Even though we're talking about a guy who's 25 years old, he's already shined when the games have mattered the most. I've seen it. That's what you need to build a winning culture. And that's what this team really has fallen away from in the last decade or so. And now, look, we did give up a lot of pitching. And that's going to be need to, that's gonna need to be addressed between this trade and the trade with the Red Sox. But they're both moves that had been made. And I got to tip my cap to Cashman in the front office for playing this trade perfectly. They didn't balk. They balked at the first offer that San Diego made where they actually wanted closer to seven prospects. They held their ground. They came back to the negotiating table. I'm fine with what they gave up because look at our history of, of holding on to prospects. And you only really get one bite at the apple with a generational talent like Juan Soto. They had to pull the trigger. I'm completely fine with it. You can kind of backfill the rotation and rebuild the farm system with your pitching prospects uh, as you go along. Uh, but I'm, you know, let's get greedy now. Go after Yamamoto and strike while the iron's hot. And I, I have to figure, uh, and not that anyone can really outbid Steve Cohen, does this now drive up the price in Yamamoto with the Mets wanting to bring in a superstar and not let the Yankees get Soto and Yamamoto? I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Well, listen, if it comes down to money, Eric, appreciate the call. Steve Cohen's going to offer the most for Yamamoto. He has it. He clearly wants the guy. He and Stearns just flew to Japan, for goodness sakes, a few days ago. They're all in on the idea of bringing this guy in and putting him with Kodai Senga. But what does Yamamoto want? That's the million-dollar question. The Yankees have had great success with Japanese players. Matsui was a slam dunk. Panaka was a slam dunk. All right, Keigawa was not exactly a slam dunk. All right, you get my drift. Two out of three ain't bad. And Arabu at least had one decent year. Never the guy that we thought he was going to be, you know, the whole deal. But listen, you and Matsui and Tanaka, you're doing A-OK as far as getting talent from Japan. I wonder if they play a role in this. Well, Yamamoto is just mesmerized by the idea of being a New York Yankee. I don't, I don't know what Yamamoto wants. But I expect the Yankees will be big players. I expect the Mets will be big players. I think the Red Sox, who are waiting in the wings to go and make a big move, they're going to either add, I think, Yamamoto or Jordan Montgomery. So that would be the icing on the cake. The Yankees go this offseason and get Yamamoto and Juan Soto. That's 2009-type shit right there. Now, it doesn't always work. 2014, the Yankees tried a similar approach after 2013. Remember, it was Tanaka, Ryan McCann, Carlos Beltran, and Jacoby Ellsbury. Not so great. Not so great. The difference is this team has, what, the top five player in their prime in Aaron Judge, and they have a the top pitcher, not one of, the top pitcher in the sport in Garrett Cole. you got to go for it when you have guys like that on your team. You have to, especially when you're the New York Yankees. Now, this guy does a lot of TV with me. Uh, he was not in tonight. Uh, but he has found his way onto Twitter spaces. He wants to chime in. Uh, my coworker, my comrade, my pal, John Elba. Alba, what's good, babe? Dude, we weren't on tonight, so I just had to chime in here because I've just been craving to talk about this with you. This, uh, this is pretty fantastic, all things considered. I want to bring up a point. 
uh, I got a couple actually, but to what you just said about Yamamoto, think about it this way, man. Think about what the Yankees elevator pitch just improved to for Yamamoto beyond the cash. You can come to him and say, we've got the reigning Cy Young. We've got arguably the best captain in the game, and Aaron Judge, not just a great player, but a great leader. We've now brought in one of the top premier talents of his generation for this season that we are going for it with. Oh, and by the way, we have ambassadors like Derek Jeter and Hideki Matsui. Uh, That's a ton of leverage you have to imagine in trying to bring someone into your franchise. Uh, You know, I mean, again, it'll come down to the money, I think, but it certainly doesn't hurt, does it? No, it doesn't hurt. And it's going to boil down to priority for Yamamoto. But do I think, John, the chances of the Yankees landing the talent out of Japan have increased with this Juan Soto news? I, I, I do. Like, I, I think it, people are going to look at it and say, oh, well, the Yankees would have had more money at their disposal, but, 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 no, 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 no. Now it shows there's a sense of desperation where I don't know if there would have been the sense of desperation just to end a starting pitcher when the lineup has been lacking the way it's been lacking. And listen, I think Yamamoto, everybody loves him. Everybody's adoring him. People are saying he's already better than Kodai Sanga. And Kodai Sanga was fantastic for the Mets last year. I I can't wait to see how this is going to shake out. If it comes down to money, John, I think he'll be a Met. I really do. I think the Mets will outbid anybody as far as offers and as far as what they can bring with Cohen from a financial standpoint. But, you know, the Yankees have the brand. The Yankees have the pinstripes. We'll see if that's what Yamamoto wants. No, I absolutely agree with you on the Mets front, too. I, I very much think they will up it. But I just want to bring up this point that I'll bounce. I was doing some deep diving on this, and I, I hope people understand the quality of a hitter that the Yankees just acquired for the price that they did. Uh, Juan Soto is legitimately one of the greatest hitters in the history of the game through age 24. I was going through similarity scores. And listen to this top 10 for similarity scores, hitters through 24. Number one, Bryce Harper, future Hall of Famer. Number two, Frank Robinson, Hall of Famer. Number three, Andrew Jones, who the first half of his career was a Hall of Fame career. Number four, John Carlos Stan, first half of his career was a Hall of Fame career. Number five, Mike Trout, Hall of Famer. Number six, Ken Griffey Jr., Hall of Famer. Juan Gonzalez, seven. Orlando Cepeda, number eight. Miguel Cabrera, Hall of Famer. Eddie Matthews, Hall of Famer. That's just the top 10 alone similarity scores. Juan Soto is one of the greatest hitting acquisitions that the Yankees have ever made, JJ. And it's not hyperbole. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think people are going to get a sense, John, of the idea that this guy does not strike out a lot. He walks a ton. I mean, if you look at his OPS, bro, we're talking about an OPS for a career at 946. And he's 25 years old. You know I'm going to be glowing when I see you in the TV studio on Friday night. That's our pal John Alba from SNY. Good to hear from Alba. Didn't expect him to chime in. Let's head to a very giddy, I'm sure, Bradley, who was probably worried he was going to miss the big party because he thought the trade was coming down earlier in the day. No need to fear, Bradley. How we doing, babe? Um, JJ, I'm feeling great. I am not loving this. I am relishing this news. And I was just listening to some good old Evil Empire music from Star Wars. That's how good I am feeling right now. And, JJ, I said last week when we saw the report that they were starting to exchange names for a potential Juan Solo trade, I said if Brian Cashman pulls this thing off, 
I am not saying one bad word about him for an, for an entire year. And hopefully a year from now, when if they do win a World Series, we can look back on this and say, job well done, you know? Bradley, he was feeling the heat. The Yankees are feeling the heat. This is the time of year when you're thinking long and hard about, hey, how are we going to get our tickets sold? How are we going to sell our product for 2024? There's no better way to sell your product by adding one of the seven best players in all of baseball. That, that's a pretty nice way to start. You know what I mean? Ab- absolutely. And I'm telling you, we, and you spoke about it earlier, too. I mean, people who are saying this is you know, a one-year rental on this guy, give me a freaking break. First of all, they are going. They don't give up this many prospects just for a one-year rental. They just don't. And I guarantee a year from now, uh, next offseason, they are going to give him a big contract extension, and he is going to be a Yankee for the next 10-plus years. Yeah, I think you're going to have to sweat on this, though, Bradley. You know, I, I got into a little bit of a spirited conversation a few minutes ago with my pal Mike Carver. We're in a group chat, and, and he thinks it will get done before opening day. I adamantly disagree with that. I think Juan Soto has been... Soto's been waiting his entire life to be a free agent, number one. Number two, who's his agent? Scott Boris is his agent. He is going to get a gazillion dollars in the offseason. And I've already had some fans chime in. They've had some fun at my expense saying, hey, enjoy your one-year rental. He's going to be wearing orange and blue next year. But to your point, the Yankees, I think, understand the sort of player they have. I think they're aware of the fact that, hey, this guy can be a part of our outfield with Judge for the next seven or eight years, he's 25 years old. We got to find a way to keep this guy. So I, I think he'll sweat. I think it'll be similar to what happened with Judge uh, two years ago, last year when he was a free agent. But I don't think the Yankees traded for Soto thinking, yeah, it's one and done. I'd be stunned if that's the case. I really would. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I'm telling you, too, the frosting on the cake uh, would be to get Yamamoto. And when you got Hideki Matsui, who's m- more than likely that's going to be at that uh, meeting on Monday, that's you're bringing Godzilla to try to sway this guy. I mean, and again, when it comes to, you know, if it's going to come down to money, of course, Steve Cohen and the Mets have a lot more money to spend on him. But if it's strictly coming down to the brand and stuff like that, he will be a New York Yankee. I will put that on the line. too. and I'm telling you, if they get Yamamoto, the evil empire is officially back and I am ready to kick at take names and kick ass in 2024, and I'm Rafe. Listen, Bradley, this is what the Yankees are looking for here. They got you going. They got me going. Think about the way we felt a few weeks ago. And I know some people out there are going to say, oh, you should trust the Yankees. They'll figure it out. No, they, they really haven't acted like that over the last couple of years. They haven't. And they haven't backed it up with the all-in type of approach. They haven't. They kind of spent on the margins in 19 and 20. They go and get cold, but they didn't do much else. 2021, they did nothing in the offseason. All right, the year after that, they made sure they kept Anthony Rizzo. They made the Donaldson move, which was a disaster. But they haven't had a move like this. Like, Rodon, it was nice. It was a good move. Didn't work out in year one. But, like, from a buzz standpoint, it was nice. it's not one subtle. This is box office. This is the Yankees acting like the Yankees. It's so refreshing. It's so overdue. So overdue. Uh, let's head to our buddy Joe, who's up next. He joins us. Hi, Joe. What's happening, bro? 
JJ, I am pumped. It's been a, a long time, a few years coming for the Yankees to finally wake up and do something like this. And I heard a few people say, you know, that, oh, you know, there's still a long way to go, but you have to start somewhere. And all we did was complain. There's no, there's no lefty power. There's no on base. Even a guy like Verdugo, okay, you know, there's not crazy numbers, but doesn't strike out a lot, gets on base. These, these are the kind of moves that it's, it's nice to see that they finally woke up. And yes, you know, there's still work to be done. We really need to get Yamamoto to really bring the 09 vibes back. But it's, it's, just, it's just like a breath of fresh air. It's about time they did something. Hallelujah. And Joe, you bring up an excellent point. The balance that you'll finally have in the Yankee lineup next season with Soto and Verdugo and even a guy like Grisham coming off the bench, you got legitimate left-handed bats that are going to go and compliment Judge that are going to go and compliment John Carlos Stanton. I mean, you think about how the Yankees can construct their lineup. Let's say Lemayu's leading off, then you could hit. Well, I th- I, would, I would. I don't know. I would go Soto and then Judge. Uh, I don't like that. I want Soto Judge two three. That's the way I would do it. I know the new school approach might be, hey, you got the on base guy, put him in the leadoff spot. I think the best way to get DJ Lemayu jump started. Boom, be our leadoff guy. Hit Judge. Or Soto, 2-3, pick how you want to line it up, and then you can kind of mix and match from there. Where if you go with Soto in the three spot, you have Stanton hit behind him. If you go Soto two, Judge three. Well, I don't, I, I Joe, I don't think they're gonna find anybody to take Stanton. And listen, if Stanton now in this lineup cannot revert and cannot find it, it's never happening. He got embarrassed. He got embarrassed by Brian Cashman in the offseason. He is a very prideful guy. Say what you want about him. He works his ass off. If you don't get the best out of John Carlos Stanton next year, then it's to the point where he's just never figuring it out again. Never. And you, you don't, and then you have Dominguez come back. What an outfield. It's, you know what? These are good problems to have because you're going to have guys go down. You're going to have guys miss time. And you feel like the Yankees, Joe, are going to run a spirited, competitive, bona fide lineup out there that has two of the best hitters in baseball doing their thing. It doesn't feel like the Angels of the East Coast, which is what I was calling the Yankees far too often throughout 2023. Thankfully, that should not be the case this year. Uh, Let's head to Elmhurst. Charlie! Charlie! Hey, JJ. Elmhurst, you fired up? Let's go! Oh, yes. So, like, all the angst, like, my like a snug soto meter was like low to now is hundred because when is the last time the Yankees had a prime left-handed bat in the in the lineup? Pure lefty, Robinson Cano. Uh, I mean, probably, probably yeah, because Robinson Cano. I mean, they lost Cano and Granderson in the same year. Uh, McCann, you want to tell me Brian McCann? He never really panned out from a Yankee perspective. He was okay. I don't, I don't think he was anything more than okay. Uh, Teixeira was a switch hitter. Yeah, it's got to be Cano. It's got to be Cano and, uh, Granderson. I, I mean, I mean, the fact that it was, this was priority number one. I don't care what other moves they, 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 they supposed to make. This was a no brainer. My, the fact that people like saying like, oh, we can't give up Michael King. Michael King is 29 years old. He's approaching 30. And I think he's free agent. Free agent after next year. Correct. You're absolutely correct. 
So, like, yes, I mean, I mean, they better, the job's not done, but man, finally, Judge probably has he's gonna he's gonna have a best guy protecting him. See, that's what I want. I want see see. I'm right there with you when it comes to lineup construction. And we're going to have a lot more time, Charlie, between the winter months and leading up to opening day, trying to figure out how the Yankees are going to orchestrate and set up their lineup. I like the idea of Juan Soto hitting behind Aaron Judge because then I know, hey, you want to pitch around this guy? Daddy Soto's sitting there waiting for you. I That's why I would not waste Soto in the leadoff spot. I would not do it. I know the analytics may say, oh, he's the best on base guy. You get him the most amount of at-bats. Let DJ LeMayu or Volpe lead off. And then go with your two big do- big dogs, two and three. That's what I would do. And I I think that I think that's it. I mean I mean I mean you go you know Judge Soto, then you want to go Stan or Torres, then Rizzo, fine. But this is the move they have to make. They they, they I was waiting for. I finally got it. And no 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 shed tears of prospect because this is the this is they have to move. And finally we got some balance. This is why. Take advantage of a short porch. Get some balance. This is what the Yankees supposed to be. You can't be throwing right-handed, disgusting guy. What? Charlie, let me tell you something. I think the Yankee fan is going to like Verdugo. Call me crazy. I know a lot of you listening right now are like, JJ, you kidding me? This Red Sox? You think the Yankee fans are going to like Verdugo? He plays hard. I can tell you from watching him against the Yankees the last couple of years, he's had a lot of big hits against the Yankees, a couple of monstrous walk-offs that I remember off the top of my head. And if Verdugo was going to be the signature piece in revamping the Yankee lineup, you would have hated him. But for him to come in as a compliment, I think you're going to see an uptick in his power too. I know he's not been a big power guy. You watch. Charlie, I think he could go and hit 20, 25 home runs if he gets the playing time. I really do. If it's like if he's like semi like a Johnny Damon, I'll take. Well, I mean, yeah, you would take. Dude, Johnny Damon was a tremendous player. Verdugo's got a long way to go before he could shine Johnny Damon's shoes. Johnny Damon, not a Hall of Fame career, but I mean, Charlie, you want to talk about a leadoff hitter? And that, if there's one thing in this lineup that I wish the Yankees had, I wish Charlie they had that leadoff hitter because Lemayu. He was in 2019 and 2020, but he's not a speed guy. He's going to ground in the double plays. I mean, you think about leadoff guys. Jeter was a bona fide leadoff guy. Johnny Damon, when he did it, was a bona fide leadoff guy. Knobloch for years when the Yankees had him. I, that's an element that is, for me, a missing ingredient, at least for the time being. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the uh, uh, and, uh, Yankee manager needs to stop making picks with his awful Monday. Well, listen, right now, I, I got to say this, Charlie. You know my feelings on the entire Yankee brass. They are well documented. I, I'm going to give tonight a pass to everybody. Pass to Hal, pass to Cashman, pass to Boone. You know what? I'm in a good mood. I, I don't want to be negative. Juan Soto's a Yankee. Tonight is not the night for that. Kenny in Staten Island, my buddy. Hi, Kenny. How are you? Kenny, uh, is our buddy Beningo going to get the head coach fired? It's all good. I spoke to Joe for an hour tonight. Well, I, it seems all good with Robert Sala. He said so in his presser. I talked to Joe as well. But it seems, listen, bottom line is this. If the Jets were playing well, this would be a non-story. They're not playing well. That's why people are talking about it. You know it and I know it, Kenny. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, social media gets a hold of this. I thought Boomer was way off base with his comment, you know. But listen, you know, Joe, 
He wears that green on it. Joe is going to be Joe. Yeah, I am well aware. You're well aware and I'm well aware. Joe is going to be Joe. And he'll be joining us tomorrow night for uh, Old School New School. So we look forward to that. Yep. Listen, on, on this Yankee trade, as you know, I'm a Mets fan. Great move by the Yankees. Yankees flexing their muscles once again in New York. Uh, hopefully this, this puts a little more pressure on the Mets to get Yamamoto. Uh, it doesn't, you know, if they don't and he goes to the Yankees, this is going to be a terrible look for Cohen because I think it's going to come down to a bidding war between uh, between the Mets and the Yankees for Yamamoto. But you know what, though, Kenny? I think you're going to win a bidding war. I, I think if it comes down to a bidding war for Yamamoto, the Mets, who are looking to do something this offseason, I think it's their number one priority. I think they will outbid the Yankees. I think if Yamamoto chooses the Yankees, it won't be as crazy as it sounds. Because, Kenny, for years we've always equated Hey, most money means you're going to be in Yankee pinstripes. That's usually the way it has worked. I don't think that'll be the case. I think if Yamamoto chooses the Yankees, it's not about the money. It's the fact that he wanted to be a Yankee. I really do. 100%. 100%. But even even if the, the Mets do get Yamamoto, they still got a lot of holes in that lineup, power hitters, and they, and they got to address Well, they almost are looking, let's be honest with the Mets, Kenny. They are looking at 2024 as their springboard year. I think they want to make the playoffs. They want to be competitive. I think deep down, Stearns and company know they're a year away. And they're looking at 2024. Hey, let's be in this thing. Maybe we'll get in the playoffs. We'll see where it takes us. But come 2025, that's when we really want to be a contender. That's my feeling on the Mets. And and the Texas Rangers prove that you don't, you know, you don't got to win the division or whatever. All these, all these teams in the playoffs that that just competed. You don't got to win a division. 112 wins, 108 wins. But that some of these teams are reeling off doesn't guarantee nothing once the postseason starts. Kenny, just get in. Um, and two years ago, it's funny, with the format being the way that it was, I'm like, oh, you want the buy, you want to make sure you're not playing a best of three. Hasn't been the case the last two years. I mean, last year's World Series was Texas and Arizona. Two years ago, the Phillies were playing in the wild card and made it all the way to game six against the Astros. So you're absolutely right. Get in. All right, let's take two more. You guys were great. Absolutely great. Let's head to uh, Eric. He joins us. He's been waiting patiently. Hi, Eric. How we doing, babe? Well, yeah. For, first off, you know, couldn't be more stoked to get to get a player like Juan Soto. I mean, they, the Yankees, you know, if you think about it, they wouldn't be giving up all that they gave up without the possibility of signing Juan Soto to a long-term deal. They just wouldn't do it. If it's, this was just a rental, they wouldn't be giving up what they're, what they're giving up and AJ Preller would would have to go in another direction, which I don't think even the other team would give up as as much as give as much as um as much as they would give up for a rental. That's just not how the market works anymore. And you know, first off, he's a lefty bat. You know, we have a short porch out and right that's been a home that's been a home run haven for dating back to the old old stadium prior prior to 1976. You know, the thing is, this move. I mean, Rodon had some buzz, but this move has the place buzzing. It was like when the Yankees went all in in 09 and got Sabathia, Teixeira, A.J. Burnett, Nick Swisher. They got the buzz back with just one singular player. It's uh, And it's just, you know, now the parking lot in Tampa for spring training is going to be packed. The stadium opening day, it's going to be more, it's going to be more clogged than a, than a New York subway at rush hour. Listen, this is a blueprint and a page out of the Steinbrenner playbook and not the House Steinbrenner playbook. This is out of the George Steinbrenner playbook. Giambi, 
Messina, A-Rod, Matsui, Johnny Damon. You know, growing up, it almost felt like a fait complete every winter. The Yankees were going to give you that shiny new toy under the Christmas tree. You expected it. Like, every year you expected it. 2001, it was Messina. 2002 was Giambi. 03 was Matsui. 04 was Sheffield, which I didn't like, by the way. It should have been Vladimir Guerrero, and I was pissed off they let Andy Pettit go. But then they got A-Rod in February. Following year, it was Randy Johnson. It was Damon. On and on we go. And it felt like the Yankees were always making that move. Didn't necessarily mean that they were going to go and win the World Series. They didn't in a lot of those years. I mean, from 2000 to 2009, they didn't win. They went 82 and 80 last year. And they were boring. They were lifeless. They need star power. So does the star. Does it guarantee you anything? No, of course not. It's baseball. Not one guy is going to guarantee you anything here. In other sports, it doesn't guarantee. Kevin Durant didn't guarantee the Nets even a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I'll take a guy who plays every day. He's lefty. Walks a lot. Doesn't strike out. Hits bombs. Won a World Series. When you look at a checklist for a player to fit the Yankees, this is the perfect, perfect player to add to this team. Now, go out and do the job. And then go give him $500 million in the offseason. Let's take one more. Uh, James joins us. James, welcome in. How we doing? Hey, so I, I want to talk about uh, basically this whole rental thing, right? I would just like to see Juan Soto. I mean, we all know that Yankee fans, when they get behind a team, right? They, like, I don't hear a louder crowd. Man. Like, see that fan base go absolutely, like, when DT's going crazy back in 2017 with that home run versus Minnesota. It, it was just absolutely insane, right? So I would love to see Juan Soto possibly try to leave that. I know Scott Boris is his agent. I know Steve Cohen's cutting checks in City Field. But what do you think about that? I would be stunned if the Yankees let Juan Soto out of their grasp. Now, that's assuming he goes and has a monster year, which I expect him to do, and plays the way I think he is going to play. But I just think the fit is so seamless. The Yankees needed a left-handed bat. They needed a difference maker behind Aaron Judge. And this is a guy who is a star. I mean, he is likable. He's got a big personality. Uh, I think he's going to be a massive hit, obviously. There are a lot of folks who have ties to the Dominican community and what Juan Soto means to that community, having him in New York and having him for the Yankees. Like, there's a whole lot of value here on and off the baseball field. So, yeah, I think you'll have to sweat. Yeah, I think you'll have to pay him a gazillion dollars. And I don't think he's taking a discount. And I don't think he's signing an extension before the start of this year. But when we get down to it next offseason, do I think Juan Soto will be a long-term Yankee? Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, listen, I just think with that short porch, and it's easy to say if you're a Met fan, to be like, yeah, he'll he's coming to our team next year. Just he'll be with you guys for one year. But as soon as he puts those pinstripes on, man, and He's hitting home runs in the playoffs and possibly to the World Series. It's just hard to leave that. It's tough to avoid. That short porch, that brand, you know, you're playing for the Yankees. That's, that's, there's something to that. And I know there hasn't been something to that each of the last 14 years where they haven't won, but it's still one of the greatest brands in all sports in the entire world. And now Juan Soto gets to be a part of it. You're going to walk away from that? We'll have to find out next offseason. We'll be back. We got a pod tomorrow. All Football Friday stuff. We'll have a lot more on this Soto. 
uh, extravaganza. We'll have to put somebody on. I'll be working on that over the next 24 hours. So uh, we'll have a Yankee spot and then all our Football Friday stuff. Enjoy your Thursday. Daddy Wong coming to town. JJ out. Good job by Stefan. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or... Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 100-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.